Kiora Morena, everybody. Welcome online. It's good to see you. I mean, I can't see you, but it's good to be part of this whole thing together, join together. Wow, so good to have you in the house today. My name is Gideon Hukendaik, one of the pastors here, if you haven't met me before. It's lovely to see the, the special seats being taken over there. Some of the extra seats we put in there, you know. And uh, there's more seats still behind there, which we're going to put in uh, over the next couple of months because we don't want to go to two services yet in the morning. <laughs> so we're trying to avoid this. And um, so, uh, but, but keep bringing people. It's so good that we see so many people coming and so many people getting saved. And oh, just, just God is just doing amazing things in our midst, right? Grace and glory, $30. That's a steal, Catherine. Guys, you got to come, serious, and, and bring your final. Bring everybody you know that's standing or lying down. I don't care. Just bring them in here. Uh, we will raise the dead, bring dead people. You know, anything can happen in this place, you know. Just, just bring anybody, you know. It doesn't matter who they are, you know. And it's just, just good to have you here. <laughs> so it's just amazing. And um, wow. And uh, I also want to just encourage you uh, with the prayer meetings. Um, even in my talk today, you, you'll see I, I really value prayer. And uh, the more we lean into prayer, intimacy, into secret place, the more I'm getting convinced that everything comes out of it. And everything that we want in life comes out of that place. So uh, I run to it all the time now. And as a church, we're running into it. And I just want to encourage you to come to the prayer meetings on Tuesday from 6 to 7, right here. And on, um, on Thursday, have you got the screen? Uh, 12, to, 12 to 1 on Thursday, lunch, if you, have, if you live in, in, work in the city, you want to have a little lunch break, and then come over, and then of course we got uh, Michelle, we got Saturday every other week, uh, we got the second and fourth Saturday, uh, we got 3 p.m. Uh, on a Saturday, and then we have the pre-service also, which is every Sunday morning, like this morning, at, uh, from 9 o'clock, some people go a bit earlier, but from 9 o'clock upstairs there. Guys, without prayer, nothing's going to change, and the thing is though, if we lean in together, let, let's not leave it up to the intercessors, the professionals, you know what I mean, we're all called to lean in. We're all called to pray. We're all called to live, to, to give ourselves away. And as we do, we will see our lives being blessed. We see the church being blessed and we see his kingdom come and the harvest come in. Amen. So good. So we're becoming a house of prayer for all nations. And for that to happen, we need to just keep on find those places of prayer and intercession and it's all good anyway i want to keep going this thing because i want to pray at the end guys i'm believing for miracles this morning miracles god's going to do healings he's doing all kinds of stuff today i want to talk about the power of the kingdom we're in the middle of our kingdom life series and it's wonderful and the theme uh, uh scripture is what jesus told the disciples to pray is your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven and we saw over the last couple of weeks that it's a flow from heaven to earth everything comes actually from heaven into the earth it's very very powerful and last week i talked about the upside down kingdom remember that for those of you who are here and if you haven't seen it it's still online please listen to it not that i'm so good but god is so good it's just an amazing talk about the upside down kingdom it helps you to understand the kingdom that we live in because it is so countercultural to our own lives it's so countercultural to the world and so we need to kind of shape our lives otherwise we'll do kind of both worlds we'll stand in the kingdom and and we stand in the world with one foot in the world one foot in the kingdom and what happens then there's no power because you haven't got much authority much uh, confidence and, and boldness because you're kind of living from two places and God is saying to us that we are living from heaven we're seated in heavenly places and so what does it mean to live a kingdom life which is totally opposite really in many ways to the life that we're living here on earth it's a countercultural thing amen now the spiritual kingdom we really will, will challenge our natural ways, it will challenge 
the ways we live and the ways we are. Because his thoughts are so much higher than our thoughts. And his ways are so much higher than our ways. So, so we need to come up to him and find his ways and his life and his thoughts. And so we can live a kingdom life. Amen? So good. We saw last week very quickly that the way up is the way down. One of the most important things in the kingdom, the way up is the way down. Humility is one of the greatest assets, one of the greatest values in the kingdom of God. Unless you become like a child, you will not even enter the kingdom of God. So let's just all become children. Amen? Not childish. Children. Children are totally abandoned to God. They're totally surrendered to God. They're totally enamored with God. They're totally in love with the parents. So we are in love with Jesus. Everything comes from him. We're totally surrendered. We lean into him. And we have that kind of posture every day of our lives. We also saw that giving comes before receiving. It's the opposite in the world. In the world, you want to keep taking things like this. In, in the kingdom, it says, give it away. And we'll come back to you because God knows what you need. Serving comes before leadership. You go down before you go up. Dying comes before living. You die to your own self and you're resurrected into the new life that Jesus Christ has given to you. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. <laughs> Love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. Man, this is so difficult. I found it so hard. Kathy talked about it yesterday when people BS you and they do stuff in your life. I almost said it. Uh, do stuff in your life. If they do stuff in your life and this, 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 they, 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 they turn their back to you, they, they betray you, it's so hard. But Jesus says, man, what I do is I love. I love my enemies. And to be able to do this, you can't do this naturally. How on earth can you do this naturally? That's why the secret place is so important. You pour out your heart and he gives you supernatural love, supernatural strength, supernatural ability to be able to walk out and says, I actually love you, even though you've really hurt me. And that then will start the other thing happening. Then the person will be like, wow, how can you love me? That's just amazing. And then reconciliation is much more possible than if you just kind of be stones, don't forgive, become bitter yourself. Nobody's going to win in the situation anywhere. So I think Jesus got some amazing advice, right? It's an upside down kingdom. The list goes on and on and on. I love this about heaven because we saw last week that our identity comes out of heaven. We are sons and daughters of God, right? We're part of a new family. Second, our provision comes from heaven. He provides everything from us from his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It all comes from that place. Our authority comes from heaven. It's in the name of Jesus. You've got no authority. Jesus gives us his authority. So we go in his name with his authority. And then, of course, the values of the kingdom are so powerful uh, in this way. Now, today I want to talk about the power of the kingdom the power of the kingdom i'm amazed that even some pentecostal churches don't even believe sometimes in the power of god in the power for miracles in the power for breakthroughs in the power for healings and all the things that jesus did it's just it's amazing in, in, you know oft, often modern christianity offers such an inferior gospel to the world a powerless church a powerless church also an unhappy church, a church that is powerless, a church that is boring. Anybody be boring church? Yeah, not here though, I hope. That's right, in the beginning. We had to kind of find our way, right? You got to find our way. I see staff, so you better be happy. Uh, so just go. Oh, you want a pay rise? Okay, now I get it. Anyway, so this whole thing is happening. So, um, 
You, you stop me, you interfere. <laughs> There's nothing boring about Christianity. There's nothing boring about Jesus. Jesus is the most exciting, the most loving, the most kind, the most peaceful, the most joyful. The Bible says that he had a joy above anybody else in the world. So when you have Jesus, you have a lot of joy. That's where we sing a lot of joy songs. Hey, it's wonderful, it's not boring at all. It's the most exciting life. And I'll tell you something else. If you are born again of God, if, you, if God, Christ lives in you, then you also are an exciting person. Because it's the spirit of Jesus. And if you surrender to him, you become like Jesus. So you become all those things that he is. It's only our natural mind that keeps us in our way, in our own small thinking, in this whole thing of stiff upper lip or whatever you propose to live in. But it's not kingdom. Tell your neighbor, you're an exciting person. <laughs> you're an exciting person. <laughs> okay, so, 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 yeah, very exciting. Now keep going. I mean, they need to hear it, man. They got to go, come on, we got to get excited. Anyway, so just Jesus. It's not because I'm happy. I am happy. But the thing is, though, it's not because of that. It's because Jesus is awesome. And he lives in you by his spirit. And that's the most wonderful thing. Anyway, so Paul prophesied over Timothy that in the last days these things would happen. Listen to this, a powerlessness. But mark this, he says, there will be terrible times in the last days. And I believe we're living in those days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous without self-control, brutal, lovers of, sorry, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. <laughs> I hope he's not talking about us, you know, like have nothing to do with it, you know. I mean, this has infiltrated the church too, hasn't it? We can see this is absolutely the world right now. This is happening right in front of your eyes. It's getting worse and worse in the world in this way. People have become so selfish, entitled. It's the pride of life, which we talked about two weeks ago. It's amazing. But this spirit has also come into the church. And there's a form of godliness, but it's denying its power. And the form is kind of safe, isn't it? The form is safe. A lot of little church here is okay. But the power, no, no, we don't believe in the, we don't want the power. Even the enemy doesn't mind a little get together. Oh, here's a little church thing. Okay, you got the church thing here and, and probers over there, and you got these guys over there. No power. Who cares? It's just people living together. When the power comes, when the kingdom comes, and things start to change, and alignment in lives suddenly starts to happen, hey, the enemy doesn't like that, but God does like that, and that's why he wants his power, this power back in his church. It's amazing that this attitude has sometimes come into the church, and sometimes we celebrate form over substance. Jesus wants to come to substance, but we are in the whole area of form. A form of godliness. <laughs> it's amazing. And he says, have nothing to do with them. <laughs> this is serious. 
See, we're so satisfied with verbal explanations of the kingdom of God, the talk about the kingdom of God, instead of powerful spirit demonstrations. The demonstrating of the power of God. When Jesus came, he became with the demonstration of the power of God. He says, if I don't do this with demonstrations, the sick are healed and the dead are raised and the demons are cast out. If I don't do that, then you don't have to believe me. That's even what he said. Then you don't have to believe I'm the son of God. It has to, the gospel has to be accompanied by miracles. Amen? Amen. There's a lot of talk in the church. Online? Particular, a lot of talk, but there's not a lot of talk. T O R Q U E. Oh, that was quite smart. I thought I liked, I liked this whole thing. <laughs> talk, talk, talk. We need some more talk. Talk. Power. Strength. Anointing. And also, must talk. Everybody can talk. You can talk people into it, you can talk people out of it. But then, when there's a power demonstration, there's like, whoa! It's totally different. 1 Corinthians, Paul says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of talk, of power. It's a matter of power. Jesus says in Matthew, these miracles and signs will accompany or follow those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name. They will speak in new languages. They'll be able to handle snake safety and they drink anything poisonous. If they drink it, they won't, it won't hurt them. They'll be able to place their hands on the sick and they will be healed this is the gospel of the kingdom this is the kingdom this is the power of the kingdom but if signs and wonders and miracles are not normal in your life through your life or in our church then we will have to question what we believe we will have to question what we believe. These things, according to the Bible, should be happening in this way. If we don't, then we need to adjust our theology. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Then we need to adjust our... We, we, we have to bow our knees to the truth of God. It's not the truth of God. It's going to bow, our, bow to our limited experience of lack and of the things that is not happening, right? Yes, we believe in the truth of of God. And so the kingdom of God is a power kingdom. It's a power kingdom where the miracles happen. Heaven's reality comes into the earth and into people's lives. Amen. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So our mandate is always going to be heaven to earth. We have access to the supernatural powers of God. Miracles should be normal. In Jesus' life, miracles were normal. And he says, you will do greater miracles, greater things than I did. Well, that's wonderful. And let's go there, but let's first do what he did. When have you raised the dead lately? When have you seen some miracles, demons flee lately? What are you doing? Where are the miracles? Where, look, in the mirror of your life, in the rear mirror, where are the miracles in your life? We cannot allow the lack of miracles in our lives or even through our lives determine our theology. And we cannot, <clears throat> we cannot allow disappointments in this area of healing breakthrough reduce our expectation of God still doing miracles, even these days, right? Or worse, we even start to doubt 
or question the goodness of God. And I think we all have done it somewhere or have been at least seduced into this. We haven't always seen the breakthroughs in our lives. I haven't. I've seen many breakthroughs in my life and through my life in this church. But also some things did not happen. For example, my dad still died. 65 years old, heart attack. My uncle had the same thing, quadruple bypass, lived till he was 85 or whatever. My father still done the same thing. The doctor made a mistake. We believed for miracles. All these people from around, the who's who's in the zoo from around the world flew in to pray for my father as a leader of the nation of Holland in the whole spiritual thing. And they all prayed, 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 prayed. We believed for 15 more years. Your father got 15 more years, Catherine. She prayed for her father and she got it. My father didn't. One of the reasons before, because of that, my brother kind of left his faith. He was baptized, and he was, um, I believe he was a Christian. He was reading his word, and there was things happening in a Christian household, and he got really disappointed one of these things. And, and he, um, he also, um, I haven't seen that, 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 that healing, restoration yet of his life with Jesus. You know? And every day we go, the, the good thing is that he, he moved from being atheist to an agnostic. That's good. He said the other day to us, he said, he said, he said I'm an atheist, it was two years ago. Now he says to begin, I'm not an atheist, I'm agnostic. I love everything Jesus did. He's actually quite amazing, really. All what he said, what he did, the only thing is I just don't believe the salvation bit. I said, bro, I can't say bro because it's not, you know, because he's my bro. Bro, <laughs> it's, it's like, this is, this, is, this is the main thing of Jesus. He saves you. We can go to heaven with Jesus forever and the Father. I mean, it's wonderful. But anyway, I'm still believing for him to do this. But I want to say something about this whole area because many of us have been affected and are affected right now, even in this church, in our lives. Now, I will not allow my heart to be offended by the things that I do not see. Seemingly, God is not working. Seemingly, he hasn't given me the breakthrough yet. I will not allow my heart to be offended. Now, I used to get very offended by that. And I thought, Lord... Come on, you know, and be very angry and very disappointed in this way. I will not allow my heart to be offended. I don't know exactly what's going on. There's all kinds of situations, all kinds of influences. There's the devil, there's, there's the world, the broken world. There's, there's faith issues. There's all kinds of issues. But I myself, personally, I have chosen to continue to love God even though I don't get it. I have chosen to believe that God is still good. Always. Not just 95%. Always. And I will trust him. I still choose to believe that he heals today. Right? And I will not have my experience in my life of the disappointments when God did not come through. I'll get to you that God did come through. It happens all the time. But also some things don't happen, right? And we all have had this. And then the thing is, though, I will not have that dictate my theology. I will not question the Bible because of my lack of my experience that I've been disappointed in, in some breakthrough that I really thought I should have had or whatever, right? And this is very important in our lives, right? We'll continue to believe God, continue to believe his word. 1 Thessalonians 5 says, For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words but with power. For the Holy Spirit gave full assurance that we 
that what we said was true. There was a power manifestation. Now, there's a story in the Bible here in Matthew 17 I'd like to quickly read, and it talks about this whole thing. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, to Jesus, kneeling down before Jesus and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So he brought, so I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon, and it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus behind closed doors. He says, hey, why couldn't we do this? What's going on? And Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. For assuredly I say to you, for if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. He did not say to Jesus, the guys did not say, Jesus, why did you not do it earlier and came to us earlier, whatever. They said, why can't we? I don't understand. You, you gave us authority. Why can't we cast this out? And then Jesus says, this particular situation only comes out through prayer and fasting. What he is indicating is there's enough power from the supply line of heaven. There's no problem in that direction. But the problem here is the, the area of prayer and leaning in and fasting. The area of contending in this way. The issue is never from God. I mean, he does what he like. likes. Likes. Right? He does what he likes, even if you don't understand, even if you want to get offended. Well, you can get offended if you want to, but he does what he wants because he actually knows best for you, even in the mystery. He still knows best for you and for me. But often you'll find, and we see this throughout scripture, that the lack is on the demand that we pull from heaven. We just don't pull enough. We just don't get the thing of Christ to come down, lack of contending for this particular issue. A bit longer than five minutes. I've had no breakthrough. Five hours. I've had no breakthrough. Wow. Why don't you do one week or two weeks? I mean, I don't know. But I'm saying to you is there is a situation that the breakthrough in the kingdom of God sometimes needs a bit more than just a casual prayer. I'll tell you something else. And I'm getting more and more convinced about this every day that I go on this journey. I believe that the secret place is still the secret to miracles. I, I really am more convinced than ever. Because Jesus went into the secret place every day to find the blueprint of heaven, to find the miracles. God, what are you doing? Father, what are you doing? And then, and then follow through and then he did it. See, I think what's happening, and I only got this yesterday, so I'll have to meditate on a bit more and, and maybe look at it a bit more. But I think that actually power comes out of intimacy. And I, I, we put it the wrong way around. See, see, the Bible says it's not by power, like your power. It's not by might, but it's by my spirit. But what we do and what I've done for many years, I run faster. I said, Jesus, you're with me, aren't you? Yep. Okay, let's run. And I go, run. 
like this because I think that my shouting and my running and my contending about this whole thing and my swinging of my arms and my music and my everything will beat the devil up. Now, I think it does in some cases, sure, and it's good to do this kind of stuff, but the problem is, though, that it's my power and my excitement and my, you know? The problem is, though, that the power from him is actually somewhere else. you got to go to the secret place on your face. Is that, Lord, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me, though, because I'm in a secret place on my face. There's no power. Oops. Oops. Okay. Now I get it. Those who abide in you will be fruitful. Oh, yeah, no, I'm starting to get it now, that whole thing. I thought, hey, abide with him all the time, you know, whatever you do, and he will be with you in the whole fruitfulness. Yes, but I think, that's what I'm coming to discover, is there's a deeper thing. That when you go deeper into his presence, and you spend hours into his presence, and you start contending, and you start worshiping, and you start being hungry for more, and then, because the Bible says, go behind closed doors, right? Matthew 6, Jesus says that. Close doors. And then open, I will reward you. So the reward is in the open thing, but the thing is, it starts here. So when we start here, seemingly nothing is happening. It's just you and Jesus. said, Lord, I see my weakness, I see my stuff, doesn't matter. Intimacy will birth power. So then when you come out of this place, and even then sometimes you may not feel stuff at all. But then you lay hands on people, and things will start happening. So I think I, we, have undomesticated. <laughs> Jesus help Gideon. Undomesticated. This is another, another word. Underestimated. <laughs> oh, terrible. We have under, undomesticated. Uh, we have underestimated. We have underestimated <laughs> this whole thing. See, even Jesus couldn't do any miracles in his hometown. He went to his hometown. It says here, he says, and Jesus did not many miracles there because of their lack of faith. He still did miracles, by the way, because he can't help himself, you know. But the thing is, though, he still did not many miracles because they were not pulling on the power. But miracles should be normal in church. Miracles is normal. What? Should be normal in your life, my life. And we're going to contend for this. I'll tell you something what's going to happen. Because the thing is what's going to happen, I'm being prophetically now. The thing is what's going to happen is when you spend time in this place here and you get rid of yourself, right? Then what's going to happen is you're going to get into an amazing revival flow. And you're going to be so amazed and you'll be so full of it in a good way. Full of it. You know, and you start walking this way and things will start happening. See, revival will come. Revival is up to us, guys. It's not Jesus somewhere said, oh, now they're ready, go. It's not like that. Well, a little bit like that because I think there is a sense of when we start contending and we start doing this place, I think what's going to happen is God said, I really like these people. I really like what they do. I'm, let's put a bit of fire on this whole thing. I'll help them a little bit, you know, and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So things, by the way, you're sitting on a hot seat. Did you know that? Hot seat, hot seat. <laughs> This morning I had a picture in the prayer time that all these seats in this house, maybe also at home, there is a hot seat. So you wonder why it was so hot, right, this morning? It's not just the weather, it's great weather. But the thing is, though, you're actually sitting on a hot seat. And I, I pray this morning uh, for the revival to come on those seats right now, for the power of the Holy Spirit to be the presence, even before you sat down, you sat down into the presence of God, into his lap. And maybe that's why you feel like, whoa, it's actually quite nice. <laughs> Whatever, it's all good. Miracles. You know, one time, a few, it was two decades ago now, but it was such a beautiful miracle that I saw that Catherine had problems with the neck, neck pain from an accident that she had years ago with the car. She flipped over and her neck was in braces and whatever. She had pain for a long, long time, right? And anybody who's anybody from John Wimber to whoever, 
uh, prayed for her, right, all over the world, in why you name it, it didn't go away. One time we were after church and just ordinary people, ordinary people in our church, with the spraying Baptist those days still, ordinary people, the Browns, you know, remember the Browns? Just over there. Martin and Sandy Brown, do you remember those guys? You guys. And they come for lunch. Okay. Oh, I got pain in my neck. Okay, let's pray. They prayed very short. They prayed for Catherine. I still see you sitting there at the head of the table. They were gathered around you on the neck and <laughs> completely healed. Never had pain anymore. Just gone. Well, that's a mystery, isn't it? It's a mystery. But I have learned and I have said to myself, I will allow myself to live with mystery. The gospel is mystery. It will not undermine my faith in God, the goodness of God, the Bible truth, and all this kind of stuff. I will always go after healing. I will always go after miracles. I will always go after breakthrough. But if it doesn't happen, I am happy to live in the mystery. Because I can only do what I can do. It's actually even up to me. On one level. And that's good. But there is something about here, though. Because I think we can grow. Even Jesus grow in stature and wisdom. So I think we can grow. So I think when we get into a secret place, I think you will grow. And when you start laying hands on people, I remember John Wimber, he says, the first thousand people of Bill Johnson, he prayed for, nobody got healed. The first thousand people, he said. Right? And so the thing is, though, the thing is, you got to learn to grow. You know, it's not like suddenly, you know, to grow. And one of the things is growing intimacy here with him and then start stepping out into your, wherever you go, stepping out. Amen. So good. i got to keep going because I want to pray with you guys. And I'm almost done, actually, to be honest with you. So that's good. But I have one more, more healing. That's actually very powerful. Graham Gallon. Gallon? Gallon? Gallon. Gallon. From Voice of the Martyrs. He's one of the ministries that we support. So you're giving uh, towards missions goes to Voice of the Martyrs one way. He's national, national director of Voice of the Martyrs. I was talking to him yesterday about this miracle that happened a few years ago here in this house. And he was in Laos. In, um, is that Cambodia? Laos? Where's where Laos? Oh, next door. Okay, next door. Somewhere in the area. And he was there, and he was losing blood. And he says, this is not good. And intestines and stuff. So he, they flew him home, and all this kind of stuff. The doctor says, you actually have in your intestines, there's a, a tumor of a malignant uh, the size of a walnut. And what's happening, actually, the walnut's actually growing into the artery, and that's why it's pinching the artery, and the blood's coming out. This is not good. Andy Miller, a friend of ours and his in South America, said, "Go because he's in South America, go to Harmony Church, uh, and Gideon and the team, because they believe in miracles. Go here and get prayed for. So he walked into our church one day and all of, some of the guys jumped on him, not literally, but jumped on him uh, <laughs> prayer-wise prayer and we just, and I still remember some of the guys were praying and said, we said, we incinerate, we curse this cancer in the name of Jesus. You die right now in Jesus' name. Anyway, long story short, he went to the surgeons, went to the operation intestines and they plucked out a shriveled up cancerous thing that used to be cancer, totally dead. And it was just like a shriveled up walnut out of thing. And he's still alive today. He's got no issues. He told me yesterday. He says, this is, this is a few years ago now. No issues. God, God is still in the business of doing miracles. Amen. Come on. <clears throat> when the kingdom come, the visible becomes obvious and becomes visible. The spiritual story becomes visible in this way. Now you may say, hey, it's very good. But that's, that's Jesus. He's the son of God. Well, yes and no. Well, he's the son of God, but he's fully man and fully God. He's both at the same time. Because you and I, and I have to have the same thing. You can say, yeah, Jesus, he could heal anybody because it's whatever, whatever. You can say that. Who am I to pray for that, right? Look at this scripture here. Acts 2. Fellow Israelites, listen to this. Jesus of Nazareth was a man. 
accredited by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which who? God, God did among you through him. The Father, Holy Spirit, through Jesus, as you yourselves known. Like Jesus, we need the Holy Spirit. He needed the empowerment of the Holy Spirit as a man. He laid aside his glory. And yes, he was still God. But the thing is that he chose to be a man. And so he is an example for us how we can be empowered by God to do everything that Jesus has done. And he says, and more, right? Just a light, right theology here. So... Then, then he says, hey, my job description, Luke 4, very quickly, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor, send me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners, recovery of sign for the blind, set the oppressed free, proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, on and on and go. He is a man that miracles. And the same anointing that Jesus has on his life or had on his life what is, of course, the same Holy Spirit. Because the same Holy Spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead lives in you if you you are a Christian and he's come to live inside of you, made you clean, it's awesome. And so the thing is that the same power is available now to us. And Jesus says, wait for the empowerment of the gospel. He says this in X1. He says, you receive power is dunamis. Come on, power. Say, everyone say power. power. You receive power. power. Come on, let's be a Pentecostal church. Power, power. power. No, it's so funny, yesterday I was in conference here, yesterday it was so funny. I was like, there was a few camera people there, and I was the only one, I think the only guy sitting there, you know. And I, the, the, the ladies, you guys are so timid, you know, I, I think. And, and so some of these guys say, we are like, we are like, what someone was saying. And I said, yes! And it was, it was this male voice, you know. And all these girls look around, who's this male voice? I said, well, why don't you say something, you know. This is amazing what they say. Get a bit excited, we're Pentecostal church, you know. But anyway, so everybody was probably really intently listening. But I, I said this, uh, twice I did it. It's so funny. Anyway, so funny, so funny, so funny. Anyway, next story like this. So you gotta, we got to be clothed with power. Yeah, the band can come up, please. Clothed with the power of God. Don't leave Jerusalem, Jesus says, until you are clothed with power. Because we cannot do the Great Commission. And we cannot see the kingdom come. And we cannot advance the kingdom of God and release the kingdom of God in this way without the power. Without the power. If our mandate is to grow sons and daughters of God to release the kingdom of God, then we need some power because you can't do it, I can't do it. In the same way of Jesus, we need the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And maybe I'm going to have an altar call in a minute. Maybe it's not just, I'm going to call out some healing things and whatever things you need breakthrough for. But maybe some of you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Maybe you don't speak in tongues. Maybe you don't, have, maybe you don't feel the empowerment in your life. Then come forward too. We'll pray for you. The whole team will be here in a minute. We're going to have a bit of a revival session in a minute and just see God revive us and strengthen us as you come out of your seat of power the seats you're sitting on of power in Jesus name see it is the anointing that breaks the yoke people it is the anointing that sets people free it is the anointing that saves people it is the anointing that gives the breakthrough the healing and everything the miracles and so we, we, we just love the anointing of the Holy Spirit we just love your anointing so much. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And you know, we all have access. Access to God. Access to His power. So I say the challenge today is, let's start using Him. Our whole world needs healing, reconciliation, hope, power, breakthrough. 
And you are carrying this in the same way that Jesus carried it. So let's become those kind of people. Amen. Father, thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives. We just love it so much, Lord. Oh, Lord, we're falling in love with you more and more and more and more and more each day. We worship you, give you praise. There's so much power in the gospel. Oh, there's so much power in the gospel. And we love your anointing. Oh, there's no higher name above heaven on the earth. But which men and women can be saved. But it's also the power to set people free. To see demons flee. To see sickness flee. Oh, we bless your holy name. There's no one like you. You are the God of miracles. And this is a house of miracles. Because it's your house. And Jesus is the Lord of this house. Are you ready, band? Whoa. You reign in power and in all glory. Let's stand together. We reign in power and all glory. I'm going to sing this and then we're going to sing this. I'm going to say it and sing this. You have no rival. Come on. You have no. Let's say it together. Let's get the things off. Not fear. You have no rival. Let's declare it. You have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory. Yours is the name above every name. What a powerful name it is.